welcome to the Women With Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. You are with Michelle and Sarah. And let's be honest, we're recording this on a Monday for a Thursday, right? We are. And it has been a Monday. Would you like to hear about our quests this morning? <laughs> oh, my Hannah. <laughs> I got a message from Sarah. Sarah, what did you message me this morning? Well, we have to establish first that like, we like to be ahead of the game with recording podcasts, right? Because we want to be like prepared and with it. And so we've had this Monday blocked out for weeks because September was nuts. Crazy. Absolutely nuts. We were traveling. This is like not the norm for us really, right? It just was so nuts as far as just being in and out. So we had reserved this wonderful Monday morning. And of course I am at the bus stop. Our bus stop is actually at the park, which is glorious, right? Like recess right before school. It's the best. So we're sitting there hanging out and I've got a sweet darling little three-year-old boy who is climbing monkey bars and falls. And we've got an eyebrow that is split open and I'm sharing pictures with my husband saying, it's not deep enough to need stitches, right? As blood is gushing all over. <laughs> and he's like, my, my husband's pretty like chill because he's an anesthesiologist, right? So like, you know this, it doesn't, most of the time we never go to the doctor. He takes one look and he's like, go in. Oh, <laughs> dang it. Dang it. <laughs> never had stitches in our family. So what you need is a partner like Michelle who will let you come almost an hour late to record. And the funny thing is, is I'm like, I'm going to be a little bit late. Is this time going to work? Is this okay? And you respond with what? <laughs> It's okay. My dog got sprayed by a skunk. I will be washing him this morning. <laughs> so Sarah's like, Michelle, you showed up and you had a shower. Your hair's clean. And I was like, that's because I smelled like a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the reality. It's very glamorous. I just need you guys to know that we don't face the normal everyday problems. I'm just kidding. We are in the trenches, you guys. <laughs> But it's fun, right? This is what it's all about, I guess. And, and the reality is, is we, we sit across from each other and we always pray, regardless if we're interviewing someone, we always pray with them. Or if we are interviewing together and doing these Thursday Quest episodes, and we pray. And literally, we pray. And the next thing out of my mouth is, it's going to be fine. <laughs> every, be time. fine. every time. Every <laughs> time. Every time when all this stuff kind of clamors. So prayer is the answer. Seriously. It is the answer and it is going to be fine because, oh dear, we are talking about a good one today. We are talking about President Uchtdorf's talk from conference, um, October, 2019. Now when this talk was going on, I mean, I could barely listen because of all the text messages that we were getting because, well, first of all, how did he begin? He began talking about the Hobbit, right? Well, not the Hobbit, but the Hobbit. The, hob the Hobbit, but the Hobbit, but Bilbo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks the whole time. Well, first of all, 
He talks about The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And he talks about the quest and he talks about Harry Potter. Like he quotes Harry Potter. He doesn't actually talk about it or cite him until you get the thing. But you guys, we were going nuts. Oh, can I read like the funniest meme that I ever saw about this? I have to read this. And I'm putting it up on my phone because it's a Monday, people. It is a Monday, even though you're listening on Thursday. Okay. Um, and we will probably have to share this somehow. There's a little picture of, of Utdorf chuckling and it says, Bet you can't mention dragons, the Hobbit, and Harry Potter all in one talk. Hold my Diet Coke. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's the best. He's the best. And, and he talks about the quest. And so um, ah, I feel like we need to send him an email or a letter or something and just say, you're talking about the quest. Let's, let's talk about this. Because he used the verbiage adventure, right? That's yeah. what the whole thing was, was your grand adventure. And that is why truth resonates, people. Truth resonates. So it doesn't matter whether it's your hero's journey, which is what it's called in literature. It doesn't matter if it's your adventure or your quest, like truth reigns supreme. So we're going to dive in. Yeah, let's dive in. So I think he, first of all, starts off with talking about Bilbo Baggins and his, how normal and regular this guy is, right? He's just a normal hobbit. He's nothing special. He, he is destined to live a life of mediocrity, you know, until he gets called on this adventure. And I think that we, we talk about this a lot with the quest that we just don't feel qualified when we're called, right? Because we don't see the end. We don't know how this is going to happen. And we look at ourselves and we know ourselves and our limitations so well that it's, it can stop us. But he also goes into, we were called on a quest premortally to come down to earth. And it was the same situation. Uh, we could, we could decide to go with God's plan, right? Or we could go with Satan's plan. And the interesting thing of that, he, that I thought was so interesting <laughs> is that he said there must have been parts of the mortal adventure that worried and even terrified God's children since a large number of our spiritual brothers and sisters decided against it by the gift and power of moral agency we determined that the potential of what we could learn and eternally become was well worth the risk and when we we talk to a lot of people about their quest right personally sir and I are talking to a lot of you and really fear is one of the number one things that is holding you back, me back, Sarah back, all of us, because we, we don't, the unknown is really scary <laughs> and we can't see the end from the beginning. And it's a good thing because I think we would be, you know, we talked about this with Nephi. If you would have known that he was going to have to be like cross the great waters in a boat that he didn't know how to build. If he would have known that at the very beginning, he maybe wouldn't have started. So it is in God's design that we don't know the end from the beginning, but I, I think we can take a lot of comfort in knowing that, you know, fear is something we all experience. Absolutely. And Michelle is spot on that that unknown is what brings that fear in, in just its ugly rage. Right. And I think some of the things that we run into um, with entrepreneurs specifically is they get stuck at this wall of it, not only being an unknown, um, but it being an unfamiliar and not knowing how it's going to happen. You know, that there's this huge wall. Well, how do I accomplish this or how do I do this? And I, as I bring that home to our listeners of the Women with Fire, you may be someone who feels um, 
anxious to uh, want to be online and bear your testimony, but you don't know what that looks like. But that's who you want to be, and that's what you feel called to do. We were just in Canada, and I this girl came up to us, and she was like, "I have to start a blog about family traditions." Like that was her inspiration when when we were speaking in Canada, you know. And and the next thing out of her mouth is, "I don't really know how I'm going to do that." And I'm like, "Stop, stop, stop! It doesn't matter. You just start <laughs> doing it. You just start doing it, right?" And and I also my heart goes out to for those of you who grew up in a home where maybe you weren't connected to your mother and, and you, you didn't have a mom that was very nurturing or, or a father that was very loving or, or didn't um, honor his priesthood or something that your quest is that you actually want to be the chain breaker, just like Bilbo and just like Frodo in a way that the Baggins were known to not do anything um, spontaneous or adventurous is what Tolkien says. Well, what is your family kind of known for that you want to be different in? I want to be someone that can share powerful testimony. I want to be a mom who is connected with her kids. I want to be someone who can testify. Those are all things that can happen when we trust what Uchtdorf says that we determine that the potential of what we could learn and eternally become is worth the risk. Yeah. And I think sometimes with Sarah is so right in this, right? Because we, we have to decide and our moral agency is just as present as it was before we came to earth and, and it is actually kind of, we just have to choose. And with the, how things get Sarah was talking about, it's genius because when we focus on the, how a lot of times it can distract us from getting started. One of the biggest threats to our quest is comfort because president Uchtdorf said, and yet mortal life has a way of distracting us. Doesn't it? We tend to lose sight of our great quest, preferring comfort and ease over growth and progress. Still there remains something undeniable deep within our hearts that hungers for a higher and nobler purpose. This hunger is one reason why people are drawn to the gospel and church of Jesus Christ. There may be bends in the road. There are hills, valleys, and detours. There may even be metaphorical spiders, trolls, and even a dragon or two. But if you stay on the path and trust in God, you will eventually find the way to your glorious destiny and back to your heavenly home. And I, the, the hard part about your quest is it's something you've never done before and you really don't know how, but it's, but that's actually the point because God sent us here to learn how to listen to the spirit and how to trust in him and have faith that he will be there if he's calling. I've been thinking a lot about Emily Bell Freeman. She posted last week about having an inkling. And I was like, quest, quest. <laughs> She's talking about the quest and how she has been having this inkling that she needs to help women be scriptorians. So she's been thinking about it for a while. And then in conference, she got the message exactly, you know, kind of what she needed to do. And that happens a lot. We talk about how do you know if you've been called on a quest? Well, it usually starts with like uh, a thought that keeps coming up or this feeling that there's something more. And also it's kind of like an itch you can't scratch. It's like, you don't really know how to word it and you don't know exactly what it means, but you know, something's coming. And so I loved listening. I loved reading. Um, Emily Bell Freeman's post. I was like, Oh my gosh, she is being called. And she is, and you can see how God is working in her life to, and to help others. Isn't this amazing that we're sitting here talking about Emily Bell Freeman, who is talking about inklings 
while we are talking about quests, while Uchtdorf is talking about adventures, and we're, we are just gaining this kind of verbiage for the whole point of our existence here on earth, right? And it's so funny because when I hear that quote from Elder Uchtdorf where he says, there may even be meta- metaphorical spiders, trolls, and even a dragon or two, and I love that he just moves on from that. But if you stay on the path and trust in God, you will eventually find the way to your glorious destiny and back to your heavenly home. And the reality is the dragon is a pretty big deal in The Hobbit, like pretty massive smog, right? By Benedict Cumberbatch, who is fantastic. Go to YouTube and watch him record the sound for that. It will blow your mind. He like, it's amazing. Anyway, side note, people. (laughs) The dragon is a really pivotal part of that story. And I actually love that Uchtdorf moves on from it. Yeah, there's going to be a dragon or two. These massive challenges, trials, quests, stretching periods, whatever they may be. But he does, he really gives the attention to where the attention is deserved, which is the point, people. That's what we always say about the quest. But if you stay on the path, and trust in God. That is the point. That is the point. You will eventually find the way to your glorious destiny and back to your heavenly home. Oh my gosh. (laughs) He is the best. So if you're feeling like you get it, like you're like, okay, you guys, I should do this quest. Well, he gives us three ways to start. And um, I think they're all very, I think they're interesting because it says, how do you begin? It's quite simple. Um, You number one, incline your heart to God. And there is this moment and, you know, I've had these moments in my life and I wish they were continual and I wish they were all the time <laughs> when I just have to stop and just say, have, like, have this conversation with my heavenly father and say, okay, what do you need me to do? Because we can get so tied up in the hustle and the bustle and even in this talk, he talks about how Bilbo almost missed his quest because his house was messy. You know, and I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, that was like, I'm like, oh, that's going to become a piece of artwork on my, on my wall. <laughs> I'm not going to stop my quest just because this house is messy. <laughs> <laughs> or because my dog smells like a skunk or my son has gotten stitches today. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. But I think that there are moments that is really the start of our quest when we just give up our own fears and our own thoughts and say, okay, what do you want me to do? And that is where inclining our hearts to God, really, that's where it hit me. And we get also a lot worked up a lot about like, we don't have enough to start. You know, I hear people tell me, you know, I don't know what to do with the quest. I don't have enough. And we always say, if you're being called, then you have everything you need to start. And one of the things that stops people from stop starting is perfection, right? They want to do it perfectly. And President Uchtdorf says, discipleship is not about doing things perfectly. It's about doing things intentionally. And uh, that's when we have to stop and really check in with our Heavenly Father and figure out what He wants us to do. I love the restored gospel so much because of this. In my experiences in Louisiana, I attended a Bible study for three out of the four years that I was there. And I grew to just be, it was a sacred space with these 
these women as we studied the Bible. And I was the only Latter-day Saint in the whole Bible study. And I, I felt so grateful for them and their experiences and how they knew the Bible and the connections they were making. I also remember this experience talking with a woman who I always sat by, who was 20, almost 30 years older than I was. And one of the things that was we were talking after Bible study, the question was asked, how do you get closer to Christ? Okay. That was the really simple question, seemingly simple. Okay. And we went around the room and I noticed many of the questions, you know me, I struggle when things are vague, right? Really struggle with that. And as we were going around the circle, everybody said, well, I just, I call upon his name or I give my life to the savior or, um, I, I pray to him in the morning or I, I've been saved or by grace or, you know, they're going around the room. And what I realized is so much of the restoration has been focused around trying to provide these experiences to better connect with Christ. And I know President Nelson has made a lot of changes recently that are changing programs and changing structures and ministering and all these things. Um, the goal is still the same. We are trying to maximize the opportunities that we have to connect with the divine. And this woman sitting next to me, she just said, I just feel like your church is so good at giving me more options on how I can connect with him, whether that is through a formal calling of ministry, which didn't exist at the time, but a formal calling of ministering, or whether that is the young women activities where they're serving or learning skills or being out in nature as a Boy Scout or whatever it may be, that we have a lot of like kind of, and, and I mean this in a good way, checkbox things where this might help me become closer to the Savior. And I do think that there's a shift where now we're trying to help families help each other become closer to the Savior. But this is the start of the quest. The quest, what can we do to turn our hearts to God? And if you need to start with the checkbox stuff, if we need to start at the checkbox stuff that the church provides for us, like a ministering sister, do it. Turn your heart to God and say, that's where I'm starting. That's where I'm starting. And that's going to be enough for you to start your quest. So good. So good. And President Uchtdorf goes on to say, if you hesitate in this adventure because you doubt your ability, remember that discipleship is, again, not about doing things perfectly. It's about doing things intentionally. It is your choices that show what you truly are far more than your abilities. That, for any Harry Potter fans, <laughs> was a quote from Dumbledore calling you out. <laughs> That's what it was. All right. And so as, so that was the first step. That is the first step of coming into your quest. And the second step is to serve others. And this makes finding your quest really easy because if you know that you're serving others, then it's a good idea. <laughs> like it's a good idea. I think we really focus on like, is this worth my time? But you can really get your get a clear view of your intentions. If you're like, Hey, is this really helping people or is this for me? And if we can answer that and, and he goes on to say, there's something interesting, almost paradoxical about this path you've chosen. The only way for you to progress in your gospel adventure is to help others progress as well. So I want you to think about like what you feel called to do. And I would bet you $1.34 million that it is to help someone else. Either it's your kids, it's someone in your school, it's the neighbor down the street, it's your ministering sisters, 
you are being asked to do something to serve others. And I mean, it, you know, the scripture, when you're in the service of your fellow beings, you're only in the service of your God. And in that service is when you find God because you find yourself. And that is really where God refines who we are as the quester. That is that becoming that we talked about earlier of, I want to become a mom that is connected with her kids. You are going to do that by regularly acting on serving your kids in that way. It is never going to be perfect. You may throw in there a spank or two. You may lose your temper. You may yell. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's not going to be perfect. It's not by definition. And so the, the regular attempts over and over and over at serving those people will help you become what you so desperately desire. That's really, that's really the secret. And I think that that's, that's actually really, really good news to me. <laughs> that it doesn't have to be done in this perfect thing. And if you want this in the verbiage of the quest, what um, Elder Uchtdorf is talking about, thank you very much, is the, the guide. This is the guide. This is when we talk about how you will always have your own guides that you have learned from and how you will also eventually become a guide. And that guide scenario, I feel like in the most in, in the most recent years that you actually become a guide a lot quicker than you think you do. You mm. really do like almost from the get go as a quester. It just seems like that comes in, in a, a wonderful combination. So that is you stepping into your role um, as a guide. And so we have like one last step in which how you can dive in to being able to start your quest and be serious about this. And I have to pause here, Michelle, because of September, we were thrown into some really just amazing scenarios that took me out of my norm, I feel like, right? And my takeaway from the whole experience, I got home and I was talking with my sister and I was like, these experiences have reminded me like how serious this work is. And I know that sounds really silly, but I, I, maybe it's because it's been part of my life for forever and ever. But I'm like, this is really serious stuff. Like this is eternity. These are families. These are lives and connections and honesty and covenants and, and self-esteem and like really, really serious things that are involved um, in the work of the Lord. And I just came back with a renewed respect for like, the day-to-day -day of what I'm doing in my home and the day-to-day -day of what, Michelle, you are doing in your home and what my husband is doing at work, what my kids are doing in school, it is serious. This is serious stuff. And that's why we're so lucky to be surrounded um, by podcasts and, and uh, media and all these things that are helping us um, realize the seriousness of, our, of what we're doing and jump on board and be part of this. It's just amazing. So that third step is part of that, is understanding the seriousness of what we're involved in, in, a, in an energizing way and to share your story. So Michelle, tell us all about sharing your stories. <laughs> Um, this was actually a refreshing thing for me because I feel like every time you get listen to general conference, they are like shaking your finger at social media and, you know, and getting yourself out there. And that is, has been, and you know, I'm confident in what we're doing, obviously, you know, I've always known that this is what I need to do. And, um, and it's, I feel very directed by God, but it can be hard sometimes that it's always like, you have to leave social media and you have to be away and, and. And I do think we have to be very careful, obviously, about how we use it. But President Uchtdorf, who is head of, isn't he head of missionary department? 
Isn't that what he does? Um, he said, share your experiences in person, on social media, in groups, and everywhere. And I was talking about this with my sister-in-law. She has, her name is Randy Garrett, Randy Garrett Design on Instagram. And she has a, a massive following, is fantastic. This year, she um, was able to do something pretty huge. She is in the three magazines, um, like big print magazines, like go to the grocery store, you can buy it. And so I was talking to her about that and also what President Uchtdorf said. And she's like, you know, I've always felt like every time they talk about social media and um, I always have to check myself, like, is this really what I should be doing or should I, you know, and she's like, I keep getting the answer. Yes. And she said, you know what, in one of these um, magazines, she, they have like a big article about Christmas traditions and she talks about the nativity and about her very Christian traditions and they kept it in. And because of that, she is, she is representing Christ in this national magazine that, you know, is on that are in people's homes. And that's a big deal, you know, and I, and it doesn't, she didn't do anything that she wouldn't normally do. This is her life. And she has been given this opportunity to share it through her decorating, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be her standing at a pulpit bearing her testimony. It can be her living her life and she is a beautiful decorator. And so she can do that and God can take whatever we're doing. What we always say, whether it's cakes or interior design or helping out at school, like he can take whatever we're doing and make it an example of righteousness and bring people to Christ through that. And so that's, I love this because President, I mean, Elder Uchtdorf is just asking us to share our story, share our lives with our people and to be pretty honest about what makes us happy. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be something that we don't, wouldn't normally do. It doesn't have to be something that is scary, but it can be something very natural. It can be in the conversations we have with our neighbors. It can be with how we you know, when you're featured in a magazine, um, but it can be on an Instagram post and just talking about your relationship with God, how you treat other people, and that can change hearts. Amen. 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 To everything Michelle said. And I, I think what brings it home for me in so many ways, you know, that we believe very passionately that quests look like cakes and decorating and <laughs> whatever it is that you're doing, that's your quest. People like we believe strongly in that. Um, I think what brings it home for me is if, if you need a little internal motivation to share your story online um, or in your sphere at the park or wherever you are, um, you sharing that is going to develop a habit in you of recognizing God in your life, the more that you share it. So get, get, get to the park and open up a conversation about church and about your weekend and everything like that. And I promise you that the more that you share and like put a language to how God is influencing your life, it will come more to you and it will, your eyes will be opened to God's influence in your life regularly. And I will never forget that interview I had with Brittany uh, Watson Jepson from the house that Lars built where she, she, on her platform, she doesn't like full-blown write out her testimony, but her whole foundation of her business is rooted in a scripture in the standard works about beautifying the earth and that she believes that she can enrich people's spirit and their world and their life by beautifying the earth. And I think she's done it. 
I think she's done it. And people see a difference in what she's doing. And so as you gain that courage to share in whatever sphere you are feeling called to share your experiences in, you will first, you will get better at sharing it and you will see it. And second, um, to get rid of that fear that what you're sharing isn't important because there are people out there who do not have Christmas traditions. They're not. There, there are people that are really struggling to find any form of joy in motherhood, and they're looking for an example, not to compare themselves with, to learn from, from you. And you don't have to get out there and be bossy, my life is perfect, but your truth will resonate. The underlying truth that there is sanctity in motherhood will resonate by you posting about making cookies with your kids. Like, it will truth resonates. So we believe so strongly in this whole thing. Can you tell? Woo! Uchtdorf just absolutely brought it home. So welcome to your adventure, people. Welcome to your hero's journey. Welcome to your quest, right? This is what all of this is all about. We are so glad that you would join us today as we go over the incredible truths that Elder Uchtdorf was able to share at General Conference. Um, we are with him. We are excited about the stirring, this latter-day stirring that is going on, particularly among the women of the church. And we're so grateful to be on your team as we see the work of the Lord move forward. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, you guys, that was a great episode, right? Well, do you want a little bit more or a lot more? Will we have it for you? Head over to thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus and you're going to find two bonus episodes that you can download that can literally get your soul on fire right now. So Sarah and I get asked to speak at places a lot and we have two most requested topics and we are tackling them and giving them right to your inbox. So Sarah's topic is Satan is at the Y, not at BYU, my friends. It is at the Y and she dives in uh, and tells you how to get over the questions. Then you can pop over and listen to Michelle talk about like the things she's most fabulous at talking about, and that is God is speaking. Do you hear him? If you feel like revelation is sort of a tripping point for you, she has got some incredible ways that you can better hear the Lord in your everyday life. So these are bonus episodes. You can jump on right now at thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. Download them right now, and there is more for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for joining us at the Women With Fire podcast.